Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, Beast Slayers. So today's episode is an excerpt from a recent Clinic Chat Live uh, session that included the following three questions. Uh, The first is, are there alternatives to eggs that provide the same benefits? Uh, The second is, can casein protein cause leaky gut? Casein is a protein that's uh, found in uh, cow's milk, so many dairy products. And then the third question is, is there a connection between Meniere's labyrinthitis and vestibular migraines? So three things there that cause vertigo and dizziness. Again, these questions are excerpts from our recent Clinic Chat live session for Migraine Everland members that we do over Zoom. And if you are interested in taking part in these live sessions, as well as being able to ask questions of your own, you can learn more about becoming a member by going to mymigrainemiracle.com. Along with being able to attend all of our clinic chat live sessions and view any of the replays of prior sessions, there is also a whole host of resources there uh, that we have been developing over the past decade for helping you to put the Migraine Miracle program into action to slay the beast once and for all. And speaking of Migraine Everland members slaying the beast, share this recent success that was given to us by Migraine Everland member Joanne, who said, just thought I would share with you that it was one year ago today that I took my last sumatriptan. I do take the odd sinus meds when I get stuffy, but otherwise I'm doing well. Thanks for all your hard work and encouragement. Well, congrats, uh, Joanne. That is an amazing milestone, and uh, thank you so much for sharing it. Also, I'm going to read a recent podcast review. Uh, we um, love our podcast listeners. We thank you so much for listening, and uh, especially um, grateful for those who leave a review in iTunes, and we will read those on the podcast. This one comes from Nikki, who says, Finally, a neurologist that is willing to help me find the root cause instead of trying to shove more pills my way. Thank you. I'm sure a few of you can relate to that uh, sentiment. And lastly, um, there are a few things mentioned in this episode that we will put links to in the uh, podcast description. Uh, The first um, is the link to U.S. Wellness Meats. Um, This is a great place for those who are in the U.S. who want a source for liver. We'll also uh, place a link to Ancestral Supplements, where you can also get um, dried organ meats, uh, like liver, as well as things like kidney and pancreas. Um, These are things that I take every day. You'll also hear mention of the Gut Health Workshop. Um, We did a uh, 30-day challenge on gut health a while back, and I concluded that with a um, live presentation and workshop about gut health um, for those with migraines and the replay video of that, as well as all of the other um, virtual classroom sessions are available in the Migraine Neverland virtual classroom. And lastly, um, if you want to check out the latest podcast promotion for our podcast listeners, head to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment, and you'll also find a link to that in the show notes. 
Okay, and now, uh, without further delay, here is the excerpt from our recent Clinic Chat Live. Are there any alternatives to eating eggs? Uh, I've been eating two eggs every day for a long time now, but uh, after noticeable bloating, I tried a few days without it and it seems to have helped. I'm bummed because I listened to Dr. T describe how healthy eggs are. Any tips on this if I do have an intolerance? Um, we'll try to add them back in, in and see. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm wondering if there are other ways to get the benefits uh, of the egg yolk. So yes, eggs are great uh, because they are one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. But that being said, you can definitely get all the same nutrients that you would get from eggs in other foods. Uh, so the um, proteins, you know, it's a complete source of protein, meaning uh, it has all of the amino acids we need, but you can get that from other animal foods, other meats, um, along with many of the vitamins like B12. Um, eggs are also uh, high in omega-3 fatty acids, our essential fatty acids, especially if they have been pastured, if they are pastured eggs, or some eggs have omega-3s added to them. And of course, you can get those from seafood. The one nutrient that eggs are a really great source of that uh, people often don't get enough of these days is choline. Uh, choline is uh, used for, among other things, as a precursor for certain neurotransmitters. So it uh, has special implications for brain health. Uh, and the other food that's a great source of choline is liver. So getting, if you're not eating eggs, um, having some liver in the diet, um, which is good anyways, but either, you know, eating liver uh, as an, or, on its own, or as an organ meat supplement uh, would be you know, a way to get some of that um, choline that you're not getting from eggs. Choline you can also get in supplement form, but I still prefer getting it from whole foods if possible. But the uh, you mentioned the uh, in the question or mentioned trying to add them back in the future, and I think that's a good idea too. Uh, so it's entirely possible. A lot of folks will experience certain digestive issues early on, you know, in implementing the program likely due to kind of gut issues that are going on and that are probably contributing to uh, the, the, the um, you know, number of migraines they're having. So as you implement things, as the gut heals and improves, you, you may well find that digestive issues that you used to have um, go away because of that, those improvements. So, you know, trying periodically to reintroduce them, I think is a good idea as well. Because if you can, if you can get them, they are great. They're just a nice, easy, easy way to get a lot of nutrients in one package. Next question was: Can casein cause leaky gut? Uh, so casein is a protein that is found in milk um, and in all uh, mammalian milks. And people who have milk allergies, this is what they are reacting to. It's these proteins, and it's likely you know the the responsible for the skin re reactions people have with, um, with milk and so forth. Um, but that's a, you know, that's an issue with the immune system, uh, re recognizing that and attacking it. There isn't evidence, uh, uh, as far as I know that it, that it leads to leaky gut, um, or increasing gut permeability in humans. And interestingly, in researching this question, I actually found a recent study, 
uh, in mice who were fed a high casein diet actually it improved their um, gut permeability. So uh, apparently the, a high casein diet prevents these mice from developing type 1 diabetes. And the study was looking at whether that could be because of improvements in intestinal, intestinal permeability. So the idea there is uh, that um, when, we, when the gut is leaky, when there's uh, higher intestinal permeability, it allows things into the bloodstream that shouldn't get there. Um, the immune system ends up reacting to those proteins, forms antibodies. Those antibodies end up attacking parts of the body through uh, autoimmune phenomenon. And that may be uh, a common factor across many of these chronic illnesses uh, that we consider diseases of modern humans. Um, so the question in this was whether or not uh, the diabetes seen in these mice and the protection from uh, casein was because it was improving their gut permeability so that they weren't exposed to those foreign antigens that then led them to develop antibodies that would attack their pancreas and cause diabetes. And indeed, what they found was that the mice who were fed and fed the um, high casein diet had better intestinal barrier function and were protected against um, diabetes. So here we find it doing exactly the opposite in terms of its impact on um, gut permeability. And interestingly, um, the uh, you know we've said we we the observation over the years has been that many people who have dairy sensitivities, you know, early on notice that those go away considerably or altogether after they're on an ancestral diet for a while. And the presumption being that that's because of uh, improvements in gut permeability, and specifically the fact that you're not uh, that that the casein in milk isn't coming in um, in whole form anymore, so no longer activating the the immune system. And this study would kind of further support that um, hypothesis. So that's another interesting connection. Question was: Is there a connection with Meniere's? labyrinthitis and vestibular migraines. Uh, so just as um, so context, these are three different conditions that can cause vertigo and dizziness. And uh, the main connection here is that, is that there is overlap in terms of the symptoms that can be experienced with these three things. Uh, so that you may have people who you know, get diagnosed with one at one point, but end up getting diagnosed as another later on, you know, after new symptoms emerge or whatever. Um, but they are generally thought of as discrete, you know, entities. So the Meniere's disease is one where there's uh, uh, ringing in the ear or ears or tinnitus, along with these attacks of vertigo, often very intense, um, and progressive hearing loss. Um, whereas um, labyrinthitis is inflammation that occurs in the inner ear and in the vestibular nerve, which uh, oftentimes is post-viral. Um, so it may be an uh, inflammation that develops uh, after uh, a viral infection. And this tends to cause a temporary bout of vertigo that can also can be pretty intense, but usually lasts a few days and then goes away. And then you have vestibular migraines where you can have... Um, migraines that manifest largely as attacks of dizziness and vertigo and nausea. Um, there is an association 
between migraines and just vertigo attacks of vertigo in general and whether or not those are just you know forms of migraine that are occurring is unknown uh, but generally speaking these three things are considered different entities the main thing would be you may have times where you're unsure whether or not someone is suffering from one or the other and you there isn't any kind of smoking gun diagnostic test for any of them which is why it may take time to pin down which is what you know what you're dealing with at any point all right thanks so much for listening to this episode of the miracle moment if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player of choice and if you know any fellow migraine sufferers please feel free to share it with them as well And now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Mm